0: Yes, praise be to God. Thank you for joining us this morning for the study of the Word of the Lord. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for taking time to join us as we study the Bible. Here we study the Bible. We aim to study from the book of Genesis to Revelation. And by the grace of God, we have done 23 books of the Bible, if you've not been able to listen to them, and the podcasts that we've done straight from the book of Genesis, I ask you to please visit our app, that's Bible In-Depth Network, and you also can check all other podcast platforms like Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Apple Podcasts, name it, you will find us there, and I believe the Lord shall speak to you because... Like we always say, there is no limitation to revelation. God reveals his word to everybody who shows the need. If you want the Lord to reveal his word to you, he will come. He will reveal it to you. If you want him to speak to you, he will come. He will speak to you. There is no limitation. God speaks to you if you are interested. If you want him to come out and talk to you, he will talk to you. He will talk to you as you read the word. He will talk to you as you listen to the word. So, Please go on those podcasts and listen, and the Lord shall bless you. Now, today, we want us to continue with our study of the Bible, and uh, we'll be handling the book of Jeremiah like we have been doing, and I believe that God is speaking to you even in these moments as we study together. And... uh, Chapter 22 is where we will start from today and uh, it starts by saying, thus says the Lord go down to the house of the king of Judah. God is telling Jeremiah, of course, he's sent mostly to the people of Judah, Jerusalem. Yeah, that's the other section. Remember, they were split into two kingdoms and you have Israel, which has over 10 tribes and uh, you have this part of Judah which has a tribe of Judah and also a section of the people of Benjamin who are staying there and God is directly talking to the people of Judah through his prophet Jeremiah and he tells him speak this word say hear the word of the Lord O king of Judah who sits on David's throne you and your servants and your people who enter these gates. is sending a message directly to the people of Judah through their king. Yeah, He's speaking directly through the leader. And he says, that says the Lord, do justice and righteousness and deliver the one who has been robbed from the power of his oppressor. Also, do not mistreat or do violence to the stranger, the orphan or the widow and do not shed innocent blood in this place yeah god is telling them of the things he's already told them about i don't know how many times we've heard about doing justice and righteousness being told to the people of israel i don't know how many times we've read about oppressing those who are below the times we've read about mistreatment and violence to the orphan, to the widow, shedding innocent blood, the stranger mistreatment. We've talked of this, and God keeps reminding the people of Israel, just like he keeps reminding us even today to walk with him. How many times does a message come out to us about righteousness? How many times does a message come out to us about walking a path of righteousness and doing that which God wants us to do? Numerous times. And sometimes, just like Israel, you know, it's easy to read the Bible and start saying these people were so hard-hearted. There were were people who would not listen. There are people, how could God do all those good things for them, but still they doubted him? How could he let them cross the Red Sea and still they doubted him? He fought those battles for them and still they doubted him. It's easy for us to look at right now and say such, but we too fall in the same bracket. There are things God does for us, and we still doubt Him. There are things God has taken us through, a place you never thought you would go through, and you still doubt Him, and you still disobey, and you still walk a path of wickedness, and you still do such things like Israel did. So, He's coming out to tell the king... Those things, the same things, list of things. And you know, you cannot blame God and say He was too quick to judge because He has been gracious enough for long, repeating Himself about the life He wants the people of Israel to live. So He goes on in verse 4 it says, For if you men will indeed perform this thing, then kings will enter the gates of His house, sitting in David's place on his throne, riding in chariots and on horses, even the king himself and the servants and his people. But if you will not obey these words, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that this house will become a desolation. There are promises there. You do good, you get good. You do bad, you get bad. Those are consequences of our actions. I was reading somewhere when, where someone was writing and saying that we sometimes blame God for the consequences of our actions. You get out and start blaming God and blaming spirits and attacks, saying you are being attacked spiritually. And there's somebody who does not wish good for you, so they are in the back causing you all the trouble. Yet those are consequences of the actions you do. The people of Israel have been given terms and conditions. They've been told about what to do, what not to do. And if they do not do that, consequences are clear. Desolation. For thus says the Lord concerning the house of the king of Judah, you are like Gilead to me, like the summit of Lebanon. Yet, most assuredly, I'll make you like a wilderness, like cities which are not inhabited. For I will set apart distress against you, each with his weapons. And they'll cut down your choicest cedars and throw them into fire. When you're talking cedars, you're talking class When you're talking cedars, you're talking expensive wood. That which was on market then and accessed luxuriously for the high end. Yeah? You remember we're talking about cedars of Lebanon. They would get them from afar, trade them in such a manner. They were given for the construction of the temple. This was high choice wood. And he says we shall get that. They will cut it down, and they will throw them in fire. They won't even take them. They will just burn them to show you that you have nothing. We even want nothing from you, but we are going to blow you apart and tear you apart that you have nothing left as a people of Israel. So he goes on and says, many nations will pass by this city. And they will say to one another, why has the Lord done this to this great city? We've spoken about this, that people will marvel and hiss and say, how can it happen to such a people with such a great history? Then they will answer because they forsook the covenant of the Lord their God and they bowed down to other gods and served them. Do not weep for the dead or mourn for him, but weep continually for the one who goes away, for he will return or see his native land. For thus says the Lord in regard to Shalom, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, who became king in his place of Josiah, his father, who went forth from this place, he will never return there. But in the place where they led him captive there, he will die and not see this land again. of course, judgment is going out to this king. And the message goes out to kings. In verse 13, Woe to him who builds his house without righteousness and his upper rooms without justice, who uses his neighbor's services without pay and does not give him his wages. Now, a word is coming out about conduct. Yeah? Of course, they may be talking about leaders here. But even to us, you use someone's services and you do not pay them. You do not pay those that you have employed to work for you. He says, wow, to those. And he goes on and says, I'll build myself a roomy house with spacious upper rooms and cut out its windows, paneling it with cedar and painting it bright red. Do you become a king because you're competing in cedar? Did not your father eat and drink and do justice? Then it was well with him. He pled the cause of the afflicted and needy. Then it was well. Is it not that what it means to know me? declares the Lord. But your eyes and your heart are intent only upon your own dishonest gain and on shedding innocent blood and practicing oppression and extortion. Therefore, thus says the Lord in regard to Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, they will not lament for him. Alas, my brother or sister, they will not lament for him. Alas, for the master and for his splendor. He will be buried with a donkey's burial, dragged off and thrown beyond the gates of Jerusalem. Go up to Lebanon and cry out and lift up your voice in Bashan. Cry out from Abarim, for all your lovers have been crushed. I spoke to you in your prosperity, but you said, I will not listen. You know, that's something that happens a lot when you're prospering and how you respond. You no, know, in times of prosperity, sometimes we just stop listening to God. When God is blessing you and you're prospering in your works and you're prospering in your business and you forget about God, he here says comes and he comes and says here that I spoke to you and you did not listen. You're so clouded by the wealth that you are making. And he says this has been your practice from your youth that you have not obeyed my voice. He's coming out to say that you have done this since you were a child. You know, youth are at, uh, a lot, many times, attached to not hearing mm? and being stubborn. And that should not be what defines us. Even when we are young, we obey the voice of God. The wind will sweep away all your shepherds and your lovers will go into captivity. Then you will surely be ashamed and humiliated because of all your wickedness. You who dwell in Lebanon, he tells them, nested in the cedars, how you will groan when pangs come upon you like pain, like a woman in childbirth. As I live, declares the Lord. Even though Coniah, the son of Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, were a ring on my right hand, yet I would pull you off and I will give you over into the hand of those seeking your life. Yes, into the hand of those whom you dread. Even into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and into the hands of the Chaldeans. They are telling him, clearly here, that your life is going. Your life is going. Everything that you thought was important to you is going. Your father did well, but you've done bad. And thus, you're going to suffer the consequences of your actions. Nebuchadnezzar shall come, take over you. And he says, I'll hire you and your mother who bore you into another country where you are not born and there you will die. But as for the land to which they desire to return, they will not return to it. Is this man Coniah a despised Shatterjah or is he an undesirable vessel? Why have he and his descendants been held out and cast into a land that they had not known? O oh, land, 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 hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, write this man down childless a man who will not prosper in his days. For no man of his descendants will prosper, sitting on the throne of David or ruling again in Judah. Judgment has come upon this man because he did not do well in the sight of God. And that has come even to his own household. We saw that that punishment can go to your household. It can be drawn down to your descendants. That's why it's key for me to walk Good life. It's key for me to respect the Lord and do that which honors Him because it has a part to play with what comes next in the generations to come. When you practice evil and prosper in evil, it will come back to haunt the generations to come. Chapter 23 it talks about the coming Messiah. Here they say the righteous branch. Yeah? War to the shepherds who are destroying. And scattering the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord. Of course, here they are talking about the leaders, the kings of Israel and Judah. They are destroying, they are scattering the sheep. Therefore, thus says the Lord God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who are tending my people, you have scattered my flock and have driven them away and have not attended to them. Behold, I'm about to attend to the evil of your deeds, declares the Lord. You've not taken care of them. They've done the things we've looked at earlier. They oppress the poor. They oppress the stranger, the widow, the orphan. They shed innocent blood. Those are the things that they have done as shepherds. And here he says that I'll attend to the evil of your deeds, the things that you've done. Then I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them and bring them back to their pasture. And they'll be fruitful and multiply. And he says, I will also raise up shepherds over them and they will tend them. And they will not be afraid any longer, nor be terrified. It says, and yes, they've gone into captivity, or they've been scattered probably by the fact that you have played a part as their leaders. But I will bring them back. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch. And he will reign as king and act wisely and do justice and righteousness in the Land, of course, there is a great message that is coming out here about what God is going to do. Yeah, He's raising up a righteous branch, He's talking about a Messiah, that person that is to come, the one that is to come. He will do justice in the land, He will do righteousness in the land. In His days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely. And this is His name by which He will be called. What is the name? The Lord, our righteousness. You know who they are talking about here. The one that is promised, the one that is to come. Yeah, Him, the righteousness. Yeah, First Corinthians chapter one verse thirty says, "But of Him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption." Yeah, He's talking about the Lord Himself. Jesus Christ, that he will be the one who will come to save them, to deliver them. In his days, there will be peace. When you have Christ, you have peace. When you have Christ, you have everything. When you have Christ, there is no need to worry. He will sort it out. He will deliver you. He will give you joy. He will restore your life. doesn't matter how many people have oppressed you, how the shepherds have oppressed you. You know, even these days, shepherds oppress, leaders oppress. Spiritual leaders oppress; they come and bring trouble upon flock. Those who are false are the ones I'm talking about here. It doesn't matter the oppression that you've been taken through. Trust Jesus. Stick to Jesus, Christians, my friends. We need to trust in Jesus. You need to trust in the Holy Spirit that is in you. He speaks to you. You know, sometimes we want to find messages, and we're going. And that is how there's been so much spiritual abuse on the flock today. Because you do not trust that God can speak to you. He has given you His Holy Spirit living in you. There is no greater power than the Holy Spirit that is in you. It's God Himself. He speaks to you. You just need to position yourself, channel, and learn to listen to Him. Otherwise, people end up in places. In spiritual authorities that are abusing them, giving them false prophecies, giving them wrong information, ripping them off. But if you have Jesus, you're safe. He's one of justice. He's one of righteousness. He is the Lord, our righteousness. That is all you need. And the promise is made here for them. And they are told that they will have him come. And therefore, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord. They will no longer say, as the Lord lives, who brought out the sons of Israel from the land of Egypt. But as the Lord lives, who brought up and led back the descendants of the household of Israel from the north land and from all the countries where I had driven them, then they will live on their own soil. There's a promise that is given to the people of Israel that they will one day come back. They will one day return. They'll one day come back to this place, brought back from the north. Yeah? And it is spoken of them. Amos chapter 9, verse 14. And I will bring again the captivity of my people of Israel. And they shall build the west cities and inhabit them. And they shall plant vineyards and drink the vine thereof. They shall also make gardens and eat fruit of them. There's a promise to God for his people that he'll bring them back from the north. Yes, judgment has come. But a time will come, and they shall be brought back to where they belong. He goes on in verse 9 and says, As for the prophets, my heart is broken within me. All my bones tremble. Now he's talking about the prophets, the ones we've been talking about even now. You know, there are people whom God has trusted with offices, but they take them for granted. Now he's telling the prophets, my heart is broken within me. All my bones tremble. I have become like a drunken man, even like a man overcome with wine because of the Lord and because of his holy words. For the land is full of adulterers. For the land moans because of the curse. The pastures of the wilderness have dried up. Their course is also evil and their might is not right. For both prophet and priest are polluted. Even in my house, I have found their wickedness, declares. The Lord, the prophet is corrupt. The priest is corrupt. And that's what he's talking about here. Yeah, The prophets have polluted the land. The priests have polluted even the temple. Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 4 Her prophets are light and treacherous persons. Her priests have polluted the sanctuary. They have done violence to the law. These people were teaching the law yet they would break it and in high gear. They are the ones who would Come out and tell people to live a righteous life, yet behind they are living a hopeless life. Ask you for us as leaders when you go out to preach, practice that which you preach. As far as these guys are concerned, they were polluted. Even in the house of God, there was evil going on, there was adultery going on. Yeah, there were all sorts of habits, theft, and what happening with both the priests and the prophets. And he says, In his house, they were doing it. Therefore, their way will be like slippery paths to them. They will be driven away into the gloom and fall down in it, for I will bring calamity upon them. They are of their punishment, declares the Lord. Moreover, among the prophets of Samaria, I saw an offensive thing. They prophesied by Baal and led my people Israel astray. He has not said they were not prophets. But when they stopped hearing from the Lord... All because of their lives that they were not getting messages, all because they wanted to just get the honor of people, yeah, they started prophesying by Baal, even remember the case of Jezebel, yeah these many of them, they did evil, they led the people of Israel astray. also among the prophets of Jerusalem, I have seen a horrible thing. this was not just on the side of Israel, Samaria, no, even Judah. Even in the section of Jerusalem, he says, I have seen a horrible thing among their prophets. The committing of adultery and walking in falsehood, they have strengthened the hands of evildoers so that no one has turned back from his wickedness. And he says, all of them have become to me like Sodom and her inhabitants like Gomorrah. How did the people who were supposed to lead the people of Israel in seeking God, in standing for Him, in worshipping Him, how did they turn to the level that they were now teaching people to sin? They were committing adultery. They were walking in falsehood. The body of Christ today is suffering with such things. Leaders who are walking in adultery, leaders are walking in falsehood, and we are supposed to be an example. You are supposed to be an example to the people. You are supposed to leave an example with your family being an example to those that you lead. And now it's just like this case, walking in adultery, having extra affairs, doing things that don't honor God, characteristic of us even today. Does not happen. I'm not saying that it happens for all the leaders, but there are those. That God has chosen. And have taken that path. And like we always say here. You keep ministering. You still do the work of God. But then your life is not in the path of God. And they did not just do it for themselves. They strengthened the hand of evildoers. Sometimes you may not come out and tell people. That go and do adultery as a leader. No. But when they see you. They see the example that you set, then they acquit it. They say, if the pastor is doing this, then I also can do it. If the leader, our own leader, has gone ahead to do such a thing, then we can do it. If our leader is getting numerous wives, why not us? We can also do it. If our leader is a thief, what stops me from swindling money in business at my workplace? They look to the leader, and they become what the leader becomes. That is one thing that they're talking about here: that they have strengthened the hand of evil towards you. Strengthen the position of the people you lead to do evil, because they see that your life is not transforming; your life is not changing. So they take on a similar path. That's what's happening here, and nobody is turning from his wickedness. So what's the purpose of? All the prophets. You know, sometimes we read the Bible and we just read about these major prophets, the Jeremiah's, the Isaiahs, and we think that's all. No, there were also others that God had picked to speak, but their lives were not in order. They just led people astray. And he says they've become like Sodom and Gomorrah. When they get such attachment of Sodom, we know that these are the cities that were destroyed predominantly because of their history of homosexuality, the profanity that they did sinning against their own bodies and doing such in a way that was disgraceful to the Lord that he burnt them down. Now, when that example is brought here, that you are like Sodom and Gomorrah, it implies also that such acts like were in Sodom would also happen here. And by the way, it's being mentioned In a section where they are talking about prophets and priests. Can it happen? That such evil can happen. Even in the church. That homosexuality can go on and blossom in the church. Even among leaders. Yes. It's spoken of. We find it in a section. Where they are referring Sodom and Gomorrah. To the life of Israel. And in that section they are talking about priests and prophets. Therefore. Thus says the Lord of hosts concerning the prophets. He says, behold, I'm going to feed them wormwood, and make them drink poisonous water. For the prophets of Jerusalem, pollution has gone from them. Pollution has gone forth into the land. They, the prophets themselves, the priests, are the ones who have spread negativity, evil. Telling people by their actions, by how they live, giving people leeway to go ahead and sin. So he says, I'm going to punish them. Thus says the Lord of us: do not listen to the words of the prophets who are prophesying to you. They are leading you into futility. They speak a vision of their own imagination, not from the mouth of the Lord. They keep saying to those people who despise me, the Lord has said you will have peace. And as for everyone who walks in the stubbornness of his own heart, they say calamity will not come upon you this we see and i know you've had the people who keep on telling you it's okay it doesn't matter the life you live it doesn't matter the scene god has paid jesus did it at calvary you can keep doing what you're doing you will have peace god is saying don't listen to such people those are liars that's not how god operates and as for everyone who walks in the stubbornness of his own heart, they say calamity will not come upon you. But who has stood in the counsel of the Lord? That he should see and hear his word. Who has given heed to his word and listened? Behold, the storm of the Lord has gone forth in wrath. Even the whirling tempest, it will swirl down on the head of the wicked. The anger of the Lord will not turn back until he has performed and carried out the, possession, the, the purpose of his heart. In the last days, you will clearly understand it. I did not listen. I did not send these prophets, but they ran. I did not speak to them, but they prophesied. But if they had stood in my council, then they would have announced my words to my people and would have turned them back from their evil way and from the evil of their deeds. The the, The issue here is clear. They are prophets, but they were doing things in their own way. And there are prophets today who are not listening to God. They are speaking by Baal. They are speaking by their own imagination. We've seen it here. So that everything that is spoken is from the Lord. He's saying, if they had come to my council and been in my confines, I would have given them the word. And my word is that which helps people turn back from their evil and their evil deeds and return. To me, verse 23, he says, am I a God who is near? declares the Lord. And not a God far off. Can a man hide himself in hiding places so that I don't see him, declares the Lord. Do I not feel the heavens and the earth, declares the Lord. I have heard what the prophets have said who prophesy false in my name saying, I had a dream. I had a dream. Have you heard that before? How long? Is there anything in the hearts of the prophets who prophesy falsehood? Even as prophets of the deception of their own heart who intend to make my people forget my name by their dreams, which they relate to one another, just as their fathers forgot my name because of Baal. You now listen to the dreams that you're being told by the prophet and you forget that in you is the Holy Spirit who can speak to you and direct you. God himself, Been such, blessed people that he has given us his holy spirit verse 28 the prophet who has a dream may relate his dream but let him who has my word speak my word in truth what does straw have in common with grain declares the lord is not my word like fire declares the lord and a hammer which shatters a rock therefore behold i'm against the prophets declares the lord who steal my words from each other Behold, I'm against the prophets, declares the Lord, who use their tongues and declare the Lord, declares. Behold, I'm against these who have prophesied false dreams, declares the Lord, and relate them and led my people astray by their falsehood and reckless boasting. Yet I did not send them or command them. Nor do they furnish these people with the slightest benefit, declares the Lord. Now, when these people, or prophet, or priest asks you, saying, What is the oracle of God? Then you shall say to them, What oracle? The Lord declares, I will abandon you. Then as a prophet, all priests, all people say, the oracle of the Lord, I will bring punishment upon that man and his household. Thus will each of you say to his neighbor and to his brother, the Lord has what has the Lord answered? Or what has the Lord spoken? For you will no longer remember the oracle of the Lord, because every man's own word will become the oracle. And you have perverted the words of the living God, the Lord of hosts our God. Thus you will say to that prophet, who has the Lord what has the Lord answered you, and what has the Lord spoken? For if you say the oracle of the Lord, surely thus says the Lord, because you say this word, the oracle of the Lord, I have also sent to you, saying, You shall not say the oracle of the Lord. Therefore, behold, I will surely forget you and cast you away from my presence, along with the city which I gave you and your fathers. I will put an everlasting reproach on you and an everlasting humiliation, which will not be forgotten. The prophets had fallen taken another path, forgotten the Lord, doing their own things and that still happens even today. You have the Holy Spirit. Listen to Him. He speaks to you. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for Your Word today and ask You to keep speaking to us and giving us direction in all the things that we do. We love You and exalt You. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.